0: good morning i'm trying not to be too loud because everybody's still asleep but um good morning y'all so you know how you be like out somewhere or you be at work or whatever and, you know you walk past people and they're having these little conversations their own little conversations but you get bits and pieces you know I don't jump into people's conversations. If you're not talking to me, you're not talking to me. I don't care. You know, but... They be talking about some wild stuff. And I just be like... <laughs> looking like I'm crazy because what? You know? But um, the other day, I heard some people talking about, like, domestic violence. And, oh, I will never put myself in that situation. I would never do this. I will never do that. And... I'm just thinking, like, how can you open your mouth to say that? You don't really know what type of situation it is that you're going to. Like, if you just know, oh, this is going to be a domestic violence relationship, then okay, you know, common sense. Don't get your ass in that relationship. But a lot of people going into relationships don't know that the person is an abusive person. They don't know that their relationship is going to turn into a domestic violence situation. So... It's not like, you know, something that they can just stop because they don't know that they finna get their ass beat. A lot of the times people hide their true colors and they wait until you upset them and then, you know what I'm saying, like, don't do that. I mean, I'm pretty sure somebody was like, oh, well. I heard that they beat on women. I heard they like to beat on men. I like they just like they put their hands on people, you know. And you give them like a little warning, you know. A lot of times people be like, hmm, I bet you they won't put their hands on me, and and that's how you know you got that one. Like don't play, with, don't play with them, cause they will fuck you up. Uh, usually, hopefully, don't just be talking shit and then still get beat up. You know what I'm saying? But um, that's just like how it be. Like people don't intentionally get into. Domestic violence relationships. Um, I mean, hey, I don't tell myself numerous times. So I'm not going to put myself in that. But see, I will leave the situation. A lot of people like to stick around, you know, because they like to see it. How can I? How can I? Okay. A lot of people stick around because they put a lot of time into their relationships. You know, a lot of people stick around because they like to be patient. They like to talk about a situation and then see if that situation will change and become something better. And I'm not going to say I stick around. Like I said, I will leave a domestic violence relationship in a heartbeat. I don't care. But in any relationship, you know what I'm saying? You you stick around and you be patient. If they do something you don't like, you tell them you don't like it. And then you be patient to see if, you know, things will change. That's, that's pretty much how relationships work. You have to be patient. And then when y'all communicate something to each other, you know, you wait out a little bit to see if it will become better. Now... If they are showing progress, it's like, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? They're showing progress. We talked about this. We know how we both feel about the situation. So we're going to move on from it. We're going to leave that in the past and this, 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 this. You know what I'm saying? But if they do it again, you know, after showing you that they can do it, they don't give a fuck about you. Ain't no backlash, ain't no missteps, no mistakes, no none of that. Because what they just did was show you that they are capable of doing what it is that you're asking. They just don't care about you enough to actually do it. And then that is when you need to start evaluating yourself and it's time for you to start getting yourself together mentally because it's about time for you to move on. If you repeated yourself numerous times and it's to the point of, why do I keep having to say this? I'm getting tired of saying this and then you're continuously doing the same thing and you know how I feel about it. Boom. They don't care about you. They don't care about your feelings. It is time for you to start getting yourself together mentally. So you can move on. Physically, yeah. Emotionally, yeah. But mentally, it's the hardest one. That is the one that always pulls you back because... You start doubting yourself, like, um, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't, like, try to start over because that is really scary and I've already started settling. But you started settling with someone that doesn't give a damn about you. So moving on at this point will be the best thing for you to do. It'll be the best overall outcome because they're showing you that they don't care. They're showing you fuck your feelings. You know what I'm saying? they're not putting you first whereas you will stop time for them you know what i'm saying like and you can't be with nobody like that if they don't cherish you and care about you and show you that they love you and show you that they want to be with you treat you like they want to be with you then what is what is the point you know you're doing all of this for what Don't give your all to someone that isn't giving their all to you. And it's it's that simple. It can be hard at times. And I know it'd be like really hard with domestic violence relationships because... You know, a lot of times what people in domestic violence relationships have been through... You know, they could have watched their parents go through the same thing. Childhood traumas, like anything. And it makes them feel like, okay, I'm not going to say that them getting their ass beat. They think that that is love. But usually in those relationships, when they're good, they're good. So they don't be thinking about the, oh, they hit me two days ago. You know what I'm saying? Because they're holding me and they're loving on me and they're making me feel like, I am the only person in the world right now. But damn, I got to walk on these eggshells so I don't get bopped in the head again. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't look at the little things. They always look at the big things. And the big things don't matter all the time. What about the little things? The The walking up behind you and hugging you while you're washing dishes or preparing a meal the, the holding hand in public, the chilling in public, and just hugging each other. Kisses, forehead kisses are freaking phenomenal. Like, what about the little things? I don't care how good you make me feel today if you just hit me two days ago. I'm going to flinch every time you get close to me. Until I'm ready to motherfucking play grip ball with your ass. Like... You know what I'm saying? If you can't reciprocate the energy that I'm giving to you, then I'll reciprocate the energy that you are giving to me. Bitch, fuck around and fall asleep. <laughs> ain't gonna be no holding me. You're gonna be holding something, but you ain't gonna be holding me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't know. And before we get that far, I will like really leave the situation. But a lot of people like to wait and see what's gonna go on because patience, loyalty, love, that's some strong shit but trust is the number one thing in a relationship I don't care people say communication faithfulness honesty honesty is major too but trust pretty much makes the relationship you can't be my protector if I'm trying to figure out ways to protect myself from you I can't trust you to save me. I'm trying to figure out ways to save myself from you. Like, come on now. (laughs) I can be as patient as patient is. But once you put your hands on me, ain't no more patience, ain't no more love, ain't no more loyalty, ain't no more trust. You just ruin all of that. You want all of that. It's like, I don't care how much we argue. I don't care how much we go back and forth. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. But if you put your hands on me, then I already know that we don't need to be together. This ain't gonna work. (laughs) This ain't gonna work at all. But, um... Yeah, I got this, man, look, cause y'all be, y'all be getting me going, tomorrow podcast gonna be some other shit, but, um, here we go, let me get into this book for y'all, because I want us to actually finish this book, because, as I said, I got some more books for us to read, summer is coming, y'all know we finna have this summer reading going, but, yeah, so we're going to get back into Blended. Chapter 17, Mom's Week. It's funny. When Dad was in California, Mom's House was there. I lived. It was. Jesus, see, patience. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm trying to get comfortable. Back to it. Chapter 17, Mom's Week. It's funny. When Dad was in California, Mom's House is where I lived, it was home. But now I don't really feel like I have a home. It's more like I live at dad's place or mom's place. I never say I'm going home anymore. It's I'm going to my mom's or I'm going to my dad's going, not staying. Actually, it's not funny at all. The changing of the guard at the mall happened without a problem yesterday. At least for our our sakes. At least for the grown ups. I lost my spot. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I got there with dad. I left with mom. No fireworks, no ugly words, just the exchange. This morning, I don't want to get out of bed. My coat is so warm. In a minute, mom will be in. My favorite. Okay, hold on. Cause I can't, I can't. Chapter 17 Mom's Week. It's funny. When dad was in California, mom's house is where I lived. It was home. But now I don't really feel like I have a home. It's more like I live at dad's place or mom's place. I never say I'm going home anymore. It's, I'm going to my mom's or I'm going to my dad's. Going, not staying. Actually, it's not funny at all. The changing of the guard at the mall happened without a problem yesterday, at least for the grown-ups. I got there with dad, I left with mom, no fireworks, no ugly words, just the exchange. This morning, I didn't want to get out of my bed. My coat is so warm. In a minute, Mom will be in. My room here is tiny, but I love it. I've got posters of my favorite singers on the wall, a small stack of books I want to read, several candles with cool names like Jasmine Morning and Mango Mist, and a large frame picture of a girl with her arms crossed and her face frowned up in anger saying, I'm still kind of mad. They never told me how to get to Sesame Street. That cracks me up. The paint is chipping in several places, and I can see peaks of the pink the room used to be. It's now painted kind of seafoam green. For some reason, even though I never ever told her that, Mom thinks my favorite color is green. She goes out of her way to get me green water bottles, green pencils, or new green curtains for my windows. I've never had the nerve to actually tell her I like lavender better. She thinks green makes me happy, so I let her do her green thing. A couple of weeks ago, she bought me a new t-shirt with a triangle slash arrow recycle symbol. The slogan underneath says, I recycle. I wore this shirt yesterday. Of course it's green. My room is a disaster right now. For sure, I gotta clean this up after school. I've been making slime and even though mom hollers at me to put all that stuff away, it's kind of everywhere. I've got glue, mom's baking soda, a four-pound box of Borax, and several vials of food coloring. I keep my slime in a tiny Tupperware container. The stacks keeps getting bigger. I'm making the lavender and orange ones to school tomorrow to show Imani and Heather. Imani told me she found a way to make shiny silver slime. I can't wait. I keep the new calendar I got for Christmas on the wall right above my bed. It marks off in weeks. I have colored the mom weeks with green highlighter and dad's weeks with neon orange. 26 for each one. Split exactly in half. Noah said, there are no weeks for me. Chapter 18, Mom's Week. They're screaming at each other. My mom and my dad over the phone about me. It's gotten worse since dad moved back to Cincinnati. They're like, territorial. Hey, I used the vocab word. I zap some ramen noodles in the microwave real quick so I can disappear into my room. Mom paces as she talks, flails her arms for emphasis as if dad can see her clenching her cell phone like it's a kitchen sponge after a messy spaghetti dinner. I can make out only a little of his side of the conversation but I know exactly what he's saying mom you think you just you think just because you come back to town you can just swoop in and take over my child's life who do you think took care of her every need while you were jogging on some beach I know dad said well I can just about figure out what he's saying dad in that low patient voice she hates I just want to take Isabella downtown to Music Hall this weekend to see the Cincinnati Symphony Orchestra. They are having a guest piano soloist from Paris, Remy Jeanette. Please don't do this, Isaiah, squeezing away my time with Izzy. I've got things planned. Now she is circling around the kitchen table, brushing the crumbs here, straightening an already straight chair. Round and round, she goes. You just can't change the rules to suit yourself. I will the microwave to cook faster. The water's not bubbling yet, but my stomach is. Every time they fight, I kind of throw up, and they have no idea. And dad's now probably saying, please, Nicole, it's for Isabella's piano career. He loves to talk about my career, whatever that means. It drives mom's bananas. Absolutely not, Isaiah. She's 11. She doesn't have a career. You get Izzy on Sunday as usual. She knows dad hates it when she calls me Izzy. So I'm sure he blasts back. I wish you'd stop calling her that terrible nickname. I don't care. I've got custody this weekend and we are going bowling. Me and Izzy. 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 Mom taps her phone off, slams it on the counter, and starts sniff-snorting into a paper towel. She's trying not to cry in front of me. I love my new bowling shoes, I tell her as I scoot close. The microwave finally dings. You think I can get three strikes in a row like I did last time? She pulls me closer. You betcha, she says, kissing my forehead. I let her hold me 10, 20, 30 seconds, then slowly I pull away. Mom is sensitive, so I have to be careful. I leave her in the kitchen and tiptoe to my room with the styrofoam cup of noodles. No ramen at Dad's house. It ranks right up there with Kool-Aid to him. I shove my backpack off the chair so I can eat at my desk. I'm the triple backpack kid. I've got my mom bag. It's green, of course. Then I've got the lavender print Vera Bradley bag with matching lunch box cell phone cover and wallet that's compliments of Anastasia and finally I have a small black backpack with handles that one is for my piano music I suppose it would make sense to combine the school bags but like everything else in my life I leave one at each house and switch when I use every week no biggie I'm used to the hassle The only items that for sure go to both houses are my cell phone, my piano, music, and my journal. My journal is black, ragged on the edges, and nearly filled up with my daily scribbles and screams. It's held together with a flat red rubber band. But in both my mom bag and my dad bag, I carry notebook, paper, and pencils, a phone charger, a wallet, a USB thumb drive, and my books. I gotta keep myself organized so I can keep up with mom's world and dad's as well every single week. Yep, I'm going to be psychotic one day.